ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh, Professor Bones here. Ah! Dr. Bones. That's Dr. Bones over there. Ah! We're back in the Bones Cave. Oh, yeah. Another exciting episode. Woo! Here's the deal, animals. Okay. You may have heard this before. Ah! We've done it on every other podcast that we've done. Oh, okay. Here's the setup. One guy, he knows what we're talking about. Yeah. The other guy does not. Uh-huh. This week, it's my turn. Uh-huh. I'm picking the topic. Oh, God. And I thought to myself, I thought, little Bonesy, what do you want to talk about? Okay. I kicked a few ideas around. Uh-huh. And I came up with a pretty tasty idea. Oh, man. Do you know what it is? I do not. Do you want to? I do. You want to find out? I do. This week, we're talking about how I met your mother. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. It's a first for us. Ooh. You know, we haven't talked about a sitcom yet. All right. I got pretty excited at the idea of it. That's true. How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. I rewatched it about uh, six months ago, something like that. Ooh. Okay. Maybe nine months. It's pretty fresh in my head. All right, all right. When's the last time you saw it? Oh, <laughs> it's been a while. No, this guy has no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> oh, it's a dense show. It's a dense show. I mean, yeah, it, it ended a while ago. It's a dense show. Oh, it's a dense show. <laughs> Dense. I mean, yeah, I mean, as far as a sitcom goes, yeah, there's a lot of continuity. So much jumping around. That's why I like it. That's why I want to talk about it. Okay. I got a lot of things to say. Okay, all right. Kicking around in my head, you know, I want to voice it. I want to put it out there. All right. For the animals to listen, pick up with their ears, you know? Okay. Pick them up with your lobes. I mean, I'd seen the show once before, before I rewatched it a little while ago, so I, I knew everything that was going to happen. Okay. And then I got to just plow through it. All right. See what else I pick up, see yeah. what else comes to mind, see what else I realize. Okay. You know, I liked it a lot more the second time around. I mean, I, I liked it the first time. Yeah. You know, but like watching all the continuity and really keeping track of everything and seeing all the all the connections. Even seasons eight and nine, huh? Yes, even the last two, yes. Okay. Okay. You know, I like all of them for different reasons. And I think, I mean, I, I think of it as one really long story. So, I mean, okay. it, is, it is seasonal, obviously, but, yeah. you know, it is one massive narrative. Yeah. And it's, it's got a crazy amount of episodes, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to keep in your head, but I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, I think I remember most of the stuff that I want to talk about and all the, all the details. I mean, right. enough. Slap me with it. Just from the jump. Here we go. Okay. Now, one of, one of the first things I want to talk about is uh, when I was rewatching the series, uh-huh. I kind of had a different perspective coming, you know, coming in. Okay. I know where it ends. Yeah. And I was trying to think about future Ted. Okay. You know, the, the narrator of the story here. Yeah. He's telling his kids this massive... The story of how I met your mother. Yeah. I'm trying to get into his perspective and why he would tell the story the way that he did. Okay. You know, so I'm watching it and I'm thinking about it and it really is, like, like you just said, the Last season, you know, season nine. Yeah. The whole season is just the weekend of Barney and Robin's wedding, right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. They stretch it out. They, they find a story for, you know, it's like four days long or something. Yeah. And, you know, and they're trying to make an entire season out of it. Trying to go by, like, hour by hour. Yeah, you know. It, it, was a, it was a challenge for the writers. I think that's why they liked it. Yep. To do it. You know? Seems pretty clear that that's almost the whole reason they did it. Yeah. They said to themselves, we couldn't do a season nine. I don't know what it would be. Oh, what if we tried to, like, stretch a couple days? out to the entire season and then they got real interested <laughs> oh could we pull it off and arguably I feel like a lot of the audience said ah oh, I can't believe you're slapping me in the face with this 
I've been waiting my whole time to, like, meet the... Uh, have them get together with the mother. Uh, right here at the last stretch, you're, you're, like, slowed down to a snail's pace. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, a lot of the series, I would say after, like, season five, it does start to slow down in the, like, how far are we going to stretch this? Yeah. The pacing does shift in the middle there, and it gets slower, and it really, really personified in the last season, where, like, we're going to spend an entire year talking about a long weekend. Yeah, right. And I was like, okay, it is the epitome of what you've been doing. And we're like, let's, All right, let's I guess. slow down, let's get there. But then I, that's how Ooh. I felt the first time, especially when you don't know what's going to happen coming in. Yeah. They're like, oh, like somewhere in the middle, you're like, oh, we're, we're going to do the entire season. Yeah. Is this week? Oh, man. Okay, brace Thanks. yourself, settle in. Take some balls. It does take balls, especially since it was so different from the rest of the series. I mean, it was always like one year of time in yep. one season, and now... Yeah, like a normal TV yeah. thing. Uh, you know, it, it's a bit of a, of a gimmick, a little bit, but yeah. but I'm taking this show for what it is, and I'm okay. looking at it, and I'm thinking yeah. backwards, and it really is adult, you know, older Ted here. Yeah. Let's call him Dad Ted. Dad Ted. You know, Dad Ted is thinking, how did I meet their mother? Well, yeah. I met her at Barney and Robin's wedding. Okay. Right, this long three-day weekend. What else was going on then? All the other stories with, you know, Robin and Barney and Marshall and Lily and stuff. Yeah. Everything that was going on in that really long weekend. Yeah. Now let's back it up. Let me let me go back to the beginning to set all the all the context here so that so that the kids understand this weekend. Because for him, that is when I met the mother. It was yeah. here. Okay. Okay, so if I'm going to tell the story of that weekend, well, let's back it up. You know, <laughs> you got to understand, you know, Barney and Robin's relationship. You got to understand how they got to this point. Yeah. You got to understand Marshall and Lily and, like, what they were doing and how we got to that point. It's really like he started there in his head and then, okay, okay, let's move back. Let's move back. Where do I start? Where did this narrative begin? And he would say at the pilot, you know, like when he first met Robin. She was incredible. Yeah. And when Barney first met Robin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just know she likes it dirty. And then when Marshall and Lily got engaged. Will you marry me? Right, yeah. so like, that's the pilot. And he's like, okay, that's a good place to start for the narrative. From there, it's all this domino effect that eventually I will explain all of the context and all the surrounding stuff you have to understand to understand this entire weekend. So it's not just the one moment of when he met the mother, but it's that entire weekend. Lily, Lily and Marshall got engaged in the pilot. Yeah. I totally forgot that. Yeah, yeah, Marshall proposes to her. Okay. And that's like the other world change. You're getting engaged tonight. Yeah. And it is kind of, you know, where I want to start talking about is that, yeah, this show really is three different love stories. Okay. Right? I mean, it's it's how I met the mother, so it's like, oh, it's just one love story. And I was like, no, I mean, it's also a love story. I mean, yeah, obviously, at first, it is Ted and this unknown mother. It is yeah. a love story of oh, how yeah. he meets her. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's the big one. That's the big promise of the title. Yeah, that's the promise of the premise here that we're talking about the show's named after it yep but it's also robin and barney and it's also marshall and lily okay when you watch the entire series you're like yeah that is that is what every narrative revolves around is these three different love stories yeah and when the show first starts like you don't know barney and robin this is their love story yeah right it doesn't start that way yeah it's not that for quite some time yeah for the first two years like it's only kind of loosely hinted at with the flirtatiousness between the two of them okay you and me that's insane. If you even thought about it for one second... But I have thought about it for three seconds, and it makes a lot of sense. We both think the marriage commitment thing's a drag. We both want something casual and fun, and we clearly get along really well. Wow, that actually did make a lot of sense. Okay. You know, but, like, it doesn't actually start to pick up until we're done with uh, Robin and Ted after, like, season two. You know, they had a relationship, yeah. and they broke up. You did break up. And then in three is the first time where we see Barney and Robin first hook up. I just slept with my best friend's ex-girlfriend. 
And I just slept with my ex-boyfriend's really good friend. Uh, you know, and it is, as I'm thinking from Dad Ted perspective, okay. you know, he knows, obviously, this story is massively about Robin and Barney, you know? Yeah. He met the mother at their wedding, and so I want to set up how we get there. How did we get to their wedding? Yeah. And he picks that spot he has to in start. the pilot, you know? He has to start with where he met and fell for Robin. It was like something from an old movie. Yeah. In order to really... Because it'd be strange, I guess. If, you're, if we're going to give the story credit for thinking this all through, then he really does need to start back when he first met Robin and was infatuated with her and she joined the group. See that girl? I'm going to marry her someday. Mm-hmm. Rather than when Barty and Robin first hooked up because mm-hmm. there's too much direct context with Ted to leave that out. Yeah, when he's, he's got to talk. He's got to start there. Yeah, when he's telling the story, he thinks Barney and Robin met because I met Robin first and yeah. I introduced them. You know, like, yeah. he had a relationship first, so he's got to talk about that. And he, like, fell for her and then fell out for her and yeah. then fell back into her. Yeah, all the back and forth. And, and eventually gave it up. Sorta. Eventually. I mean, we'll get, <laughs> really we'll get there. This is a long, is a long story. You know? uh, a lot of pieces, a lot of moving parts to it. Yeah. But if you're thinking of it that way, yeah. that there is three love stories here. Okay. You know, you're focused on the main love story of how he met the mother. Yeah. And you're watching the show, and you're thinking the first time through, as a lot of the audience was, like, how is this the story of how he met the mother? Yeah. You know, if if Robin is not the mom, if she's Aunt Robin, yep. as they established right there in the pilot. Aunt Robin. I thought this was how you met mom. Will you relax? I'm getting to. Yeah. You spend the entire time watching this being like, how? How is this that story? Yeah. You know, and you're and you're following along and you kind of trust in them that by the end this will all make sense. You know, by the end it's all going to come together and it will all be clear. Like the final puzzle piece will fall into place. Yeah. And you'll be like, okay, this was the story of how he met the mother. Like everything mattered. You know, you're kind of yeah. giving them that, uh, that, that faith in that story to. here. Yeah. It's all going to pay off. It's going to be rewarded. Yeah. My investments and my, you know, my faith that this is all going somewhere. Yeah. You know, and, and we can talk about how, you know, uh, how much that was uh, met, you know, how much... Uh-huh. Uh, we'll get there, we'll get there. Oh, uh, okay. You know? Fine. But I do have a lot of respect for the narrative, and I really do like it. And and the second time around, I did pick up on a lot of stuff that I didn't before. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I do think that, yes, it is that story. It is... Every piece of it is necessary to describing that long weekend. Really? Yeah. It's just it's a little different. You gotta you gotta watch for it. I would say the first five years. Yeah. It's a very direct. Yes. These are the practical surroundings of one step leading to the next. You know, like Ted meets Robin. Hi. Have you met Ted? Yeah. You know they have a relationship. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Barney and Robin have a relationship. Whoa! This is a bad idea. Oh, you're right. This is a mistake. Yes. No. I love you. Let's be. Friends. Okay, friends then. I love you. Uh, let's get married. No, you're smothering me. Okay, forget it. Ah! And then we're following what Ted was doing after him and Robin broke up when he was with Stella. Stella and I spent that summer happily engaged. You know, he gets left at the altar, and then, you know, because she goes back to her first husband, you know, the father of her kid. Seeing you guys. It's made me realize everything I had. And then that guy feels bad for Ted. Ted, I want to offer you a job, job as a professor of architecture. Right, and that's where he meet, he almost meets the mother and meeting her uh, her roommate, Cindy, yeah. right? I have a bit of a roommate complex. Why? Guys are always falling in love with her. Okay. You know, like, and it is later, as we see, down way down the line in season nine. The wedding is in a week, 
and no band. The reason he meets the mother is because she's playing in the wedding band who plays at the wedding yeah. and she was suggested by Cindy, the roommate that Ted runs into. We just had brunch with my ex-roommate. The bass player? No, she's not just a bass player. She's a bass player in the best wedding band in the tri-state area. They had a gig lined up for this weekend but it just fell through this morning. And so it is like, oh, you just, uh, you know, Barney and Robin's marriage. Yeah. Right, it accounts for the first few years of the show. Talking about how we met Robin, how she became part of the group. Yeah. And Barney and Robin's relationship first starts in season three. It was like, okay, the first three years, it's all accounted for by Barney and Robin's wedding. And then it was like, why are we spending all this time with Ted dating Stella? Yeah. You know, what was this about? I was like, if he never dated her, he doesn't never, get to be a professor. Yeah, she never leaves him at the altar. Her first husband doesn't feel bad for him and offer him the job. He never takes it. He never meets Cindy. He never meets the mother at the wedding because she suggested him. Suggested she only her. plays the wedding because they had an existing relationship and her roommate, the mom, was a musician in a wedding band. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of moves. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're telling this story over a lot of seasons. But I was like, oh, you just accounted for, you know, all of that Stella stuff and all of that becoming a professor stuff. It was like, why did we do all that stuff? Yeah. Without that, there's no Cindy. He never meets the mother because she never suggests for her to play at the wedding. Yeah. I was okay. like, okay. Well, how about between like six, seven, and eight? Well, that's what we're... Uh, I'm going there. <laughs> you know, and I would say that after season five, yeah. that's when it does shift. That's when right. it's no longer a domino effect of like, if this doesn't happen, then that oh. doesn't happen, then this doesn't happen. You know, it's very directly uh, compensating, you know, or accommodating all of the continuity so far. I would say after season five, it does shift a little bit. Okay. Into other stuff. Okay. Where you're like, and all the season six stuff, you know, with all the Zoe stuff and all the uh, the Arcadian. Ah, uh, right. Beautiful building, right? She's an architecture nerd. A hot architecture nerd. That's the dream. There we go. All this stuff, yeah. The captain and like... George Van Smoot. But you can and should call me the captain. A season that a lot of... I remember a lot of people didn't like. You know, they didn't like Zoe. Yeah. They didn't like, why is he dating a married woman? Ted's in love with Zoe? But... But she's married. That boy needs an intervention. You know, <laughs> what does this have to do with meeting the mother? Yeah, they figured they'd take his relationship trials and tribulations in a different direction. Yeah. Right? They were looking for new ground to cover, and that's what they picked. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's an interesting way to go. And you kind of think, what I'm looking at it for continuity-wise, Yeah. I'm looking at it, and they're like, what is the Zoe stuff and the Arcadian stuff? Like, everything you're doing in Six with Ted. Yeah. Like, what does this have to do with the way? How do we get there? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at it for, for Ted. Okay. Because like it's not really for Ted okay. you think they're like oh if he never met Zoe because of all of the Arcadian stuff which we didn't clarify the Arcadian is an old hotel they're trying to tear it down yeah. because he's trying to build uh, this uh, bank Goliath National Bank yeah. he's gonna you know it's it's one of Ted's dreams to uh, contribute to the skyline of New York City and in season 4 Barney's chance yeah Barney sets it up you, you can redesign this new home base for the bank that Barney works at and Marshall works at for a while yeah. it's kind of like his dream come true and it, it falls apart in 4 and then in 6 it was like, hey, it's back on. They're going to yeah. do that building. We want you back, Teddy. Yeah. And, you know, the, the site for it is where this old Arcadian hotel is, but it's kind of a, a, you know, a landmark and it's historical. Yeah. And Zoe's like an activist who's trying to preserve it. She's trying to prevent them from tearing it down. Yeah. Save the Arcadian. We are going to stop the bastards at Goliath National Bank from demolishing it. And that's how Ted first meets her and stuff, and they develop a relationship and they start dating. Yeah. And she's married to this guy, the captain. Okay. You know, the yeah. sea captain, ridiculous guy. Yeah. You know, and so I'm thinking, what is all all of this stuff have to do with the wedding? How does continuity-wise, how does it relate? Yes, how does this directly contribute? Yeah, and when you think about it, I was hoping that by the end there would be something very direct and yeah. very poignant, like if he never met Zoe, he never met the captain, 
captain, and the captain is super important for the wedding. Like, if there's no captain, there is no wedding. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, it didn't really go that way. Oh, no, there's something. Yeah, the captain is very important oh, okay. for the last season, but not for Ted, for Marshall and Lily. Oh, what? Okay. If you remember this, you don't remember this. I Let me tell you. The captain is the guy who offers Lily the job in Italy as an art consultant. Oh. Right? You know, we knew him in six, and then, like, in season eight, you know, he reconnects with Lily, and she's like, oh, you've got this great eye, and it's kind of her dream to always be an artist in some capacity. Yep. And then he's like, hey, you should come be my art consultant in Italy for a year. I'm moving to Rome, and I'd like you to come with me. What? I, th- 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 that's amazing, but I, I don't know if I can just uproot my life. Uh-huh. And it's a big deal for her and Marshall, because it's like, yeah. oh, we got to take our baby, and we're going to go spend a year in Italy. Yeah. And Marshall's all down for it, but then his dream's going to come true of becoming a judge. Congratulations. We want you to be a judge. Yeah. You know, he's a lawyer for most of the show. He worked for the bank for a while. He gets into the, the environmental law stuff. Yeah. And eventually, it was like a judgeship, which would be great for him. He's super stoked on it. And then, you, you know, it's causing the conflict of like, are we going to go to Italy for a year? Yeah. Or am I going to have to stay here and be a judge? It was like basically Lily's dream versus Marshall's dream. Is there any way that I could do this and also spend the next year of my life in Italy with my wife? No. This is such a big decision. And you get the conflict, and that's that's where it all comes to a head in the in the long weekend of the last season, where like it almost you know destroys their marriage. And yeah. Because you know Marshall was lying about it. He said that he would go to Italy, and he hasn't told her that he got the judgeship. Yeah. And, uh, it's a really big deal. And for he already him. took it, right? Like he said yes and didn't yeah. let her know. Yeah. He said yes before he talked to her about it yet. And he's like, oh, I gotta go break the news to her. <laughs> and you know, and it stretches out for the season and stuff. But you know, it really comes to a head yeah. that weekend at the wedding in the final season. Mm. And, you know, it was it was the captain saying, come to Italy, that caused it. It's only for a year. Man, that's pretty loose. It is loose, but the captain is a big part of that weekend. So if Dad Ted was thinking, I gotta tell the story, these three love stories, and how it all came to a head at this one long weekend, yeah. I gotta explain who the captain is. And if I'm explaining who the captain is, I gotta explain how I met him, and how I dated his wife, his ex-wife, you know, for a while, and how it all came to be. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was looking for a more direct, if there was no captain, there was no wedding, you know? Or like, yeah. you know, without the captain, I never meet the mother. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's more like I'm explaining that weekend. I'm yeah. explaining it for the story of Marshall and Lily. Huh. And the captain is important. Like when they're having another kid, Lily and Marshall are having a second kid. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, she goes to the captain's house. Lily does. You know, yeah. Of that weekend, she leaves. You know, the wedding before right. the wedding you know, of the weekend, and she goes to the captain's house, and they follow her there, and right. they're unraveling this mystery, okay. and like blah blah blah. You know, and like it's the reveal. You did make the the captain an important part of that weekend. Okay. Kind of justifying all the season six stuff. It just wasn't as a direct continuity correlation that I would have liked. Yeah. You know, like, the captain isn't officiating the wedding or anything. <laughs> you know, like, the officiant drops out, and like, the captain is ordained, so he steps in, and, like, something like that. Yeah, or, like, he important. owns the location or something. Yeah. They're about to lose it on uh, two days before, and then he swoops in and says, no. Yeah. And it is, it is weird how woven into the story the captain is, which, yeah. I didn't notice this the first time around, but okay. when, uh, when Marshall and Lily got married, okay. you know, in, uh, season two, right yeah. at the end of two, okay. when they get married, it's at the Van Smoot house. Van Smoot House was a gorgeous mansion right on the Hudson River. It had everything Marshall and Lily wanted for their wedding. Uh, you remember this? Yeah. The captain's real name is Van Smoot. That's weird. And and it's never acknowledged in the show. That's, that's they never weirder. say, yeah, it's the same family. And I was like, he has the same last name as the place they got married, but they never acknowledge it. That's strange. And there's something else, too. Remember that fancy party that Ted drags the gang to and there, there's that gong? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of highbrow New York types and everybody yeah. hates it but Ted. Yeah, they want to go to the, the wrestlers versus 
robot show, yeah. but he wants to go there. It was like a Van Smoot party. It's an invitation to Jefferson Van Smoot's annual spring social this Saturday night in the penthouse apartment of the Alberta. You guys, that's the most beautiful building in Manhattan. We, we, we gotta go to this party. Like the guy who's hosting it, his name is Van Smoot. It's how not the captain. Not, how do they not launch onto that? How do they not, like, grab that I by don't throw? It's like a running joke that, like, we're using the same kind of Great Gatsby-esque name, yeah. you know, like it's Van Smoot. And then they give it to a character and they don't even say they're related or the same guy. Yeah, they never confirm it on the show. That's weird. That's why I was kind of thinking, why? Watching the show that like somehow Van Smoot is gonna matter is gonna be really important to the wedding never happened without this Van Smoot connection. And I mean apparently kind of sort of with the Marshall Lilly stuff. In so much as his boys, his friends are the most important thing in the world, and he's gonna tell you everything important to all of those people the day, the weekend that he met their mom. Mm-hmm. From that perspective, it does make a lot of sense. You know, if like uh, not, I'm not just telling my love story, I'm telling Barney Robbins' love story, uh, I'm telling Marshall and Lily's love story. You know, and it all culminates in this one weekend so yeah. like, I feel it so it is like season 6 a little loose uh, and I would say that yeah but I did realize that after the 5th season all of that stuff is directly taken care of continuity wise and they do shift you know after season 5 yeah what's the beginning of 6 that they're moving from the direct correlation of all these events in Ted's life yeah. is directly leading towards meeting the mother okay. like the yellow umbrella stuff that they were setting up and yep, like, all this yeah all this continuity stuff that they're playing at and they're poking at yeah. and like remember this and here's a clue and here's that. Yeah, a lot of puzzle pieces. Yeah, and just uh, that spans over many years. After five, it's no longer like the practical stuff of Ted's life, like yeah. the decisions he makes or the things that happen to him that are pushing him in this direction. Yeah. It's more like six, seven, eight, and then finally nine. It's more like moving from the external into the internal. Okay. If they start talking about like Ted getting emotionally prepared to meet the love of his life huh. and they kind of start like tying up all the loose ends that he has. Mm. And that's like, so I'm looking at his, at his journey for six with the Zoe stuff. Sometimes things have to fall apart to make way for better things. And then in seven, you know, when he's uh, he's doing all the building stuff, like at the end of six, he is going to get his building, yeah. uh, the bank. Doing that in seven, and then he rehooks up with Victoria. Right. You know, the girl he's he was... circle back. Yeah, he was dating in <laughs> the first season. In seven, he reconnects with her, and she was like the only previous relationship he had that made any sense. Victoria is the only woman you've dated who could have been the one. Yeah. You know, when you're tracking all of his failed relationships... They're all disasters. They're all terrible ideas. Yeah. You know, but she was the only one that actually made sense, and he blew it. But now yeah. it's seven. It's kind of like a loose end. It's like a, it's a hanging thread. Huh. You can kind of tie that up. Okay. You know, there's a what if attached to Victoria, and he says that as much. You know, like yeah. he talks about it on the show. He just literally says it that like she was always the one that could be the one. Yeah. You know, and it is a, a hanging idea. You know, he kind of needs to resolve that before he's ready, and he does reconnect with her, and it doesn't work out. You know, he blows that too. Yeah. Because that's what he does. I'll get to that's that in right. a second. I want to talk about Ted and how much how much of a dummy this guy is throughout okay. the series. Yeah, it was a problem for the show after a while. Yeah, I think people started to get annoyed with it. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he started to seem more like a hypocrite a little bit. Like, he's yeah. claiming he wants true love and romance, but he keeps dating women that are terrible ideas, and he knows that, but he keeps insisting on, like, making them the one, but he knows they're not. Yep. Like, Robin doesn't want to get married, doesn't want to have kids. She says that right up front. She keeps saying it. Yep. It's why they break up. Yep. But then he just keeps harping on it, and he keeps insisting that these bad ideas are good ideas. Yeah. And, you know, after, yeah, like six, seven Dumbass. seasons, they're like, Ted, get it 
it together, okay? Yeah. You're lying now. You're full of crap. You're just jerking everybody around. You claim you want to find the one. Deluded. But you love the chase. You love dating a bunch <laughs> of women, you know what I mean? He's pretending to be Marshall, but he's more like Barney. If you really wanted a family, you would stop pursuing women you know that there is no future with. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he, he, he presents himself as a wide-eyed romantic, but yeah, I, mean, loves- I guess you could argue he's just so bad at it that mm. it doesn't matter. Everybody's like annoyed with your lack of skill at this point. Yeah, but it's like, no, he, he digs it. He uh, enjoys it. He likes dating women, you know? I yes, think he kind of so. gets off on it. So it's like, you're claiming to be the ideal romantic guy, but, you know, you love the chase a lot. It's kind of like a game to you. <laughs> you do enjoy this. Right. You like being yeah. single in New York City, that whole vibe. Right? Oh, yeah, and he's super yeah. in love with the city. Yeah, he's romanticizing the idea of the one, but not yet, not yet. Yeah. I'm really focused on the future, and I want to do that. I want to have that house and the kids and all that. It's like, yeah, but, like, why do you keep, why'd you date Robin when you know she doesn't want that? Yeah. Why are you trying to marry Stella when you know she's still in love with her ex-husband and already has a kid with him? Like, she has a family yep. that she wants to get back to. Yeah, he's trying to shortcut it. He's you trying know? to get a ready-made family. And he keeps doing it wrong, and he's acting like he's doing it in the name of romance. And it was yeah. like, you're self-sabotaging in a way. That, that's that's a deeper layer of, like, what's going on with this guy? Why is he doing it wrong so many times? Yeah, like, well. He's doing it on purpose. But I'm getting off point. Okay. I, you know, I did want to talk about uh, the Victoria yeah. stuff and reconnecting with her. Hello? Hey, Victoria, it's Ted. And blowing it with her. You won't marry me if I'm still friends with Robin? There, there's just too much history there. Okay. And it was like tying up that loose end. Uh-huh. And then I was, and I'm watching the show and I'm thinking there's one more loose end here. The thing I was just talking about. Okay. That like, he needs to be done with dating. You know what okay. I mean? He needs to be ready to settle down. Sure. He keeps claiming he, he's ready and he wants that. But then he's not. Yeah. You know, he's enjoying this single life too much or dating all these different women. Yeah. And, and they do, they wrap it up. He's dating uh, Jeanette. Do you remember her? No. She was the crazy one who was like throwing all the stuff out the window. Oh, okay. You know, when they yeah. broke up and like, and that was when he was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with dating. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Okay. No more dating. I'm ready to settle down. And kids, for the first time in my life, I really meant it. I'm over. I'm ready to meet the one. This is like right at the end. This is like right before the final season. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, you you spent the last few seasons here getting him emotionally ready to find the one. Uh, Yeah, tying up the loose end with with Victoria, wanting to settle down, being done with single life. And then it's just that one thing left that the whole series has been playing at is the idea that like he's still in love with Robin. There is a reason that it didn't work out between you and me. And I'm willing to bet it's the same reason none of your other relationships in the last six years have lasted either. It's Robin. Yeah. He's got to let her go. Yep. You got to give up on her already. Yeah. You've done this so many times. You know, you've yeah. relapsed so many times. Like, he's a drug addict. Yeah. And he keeps insisting that, like, she's the love of his life. And, you know, she's the one. Even though, no, she's just as bad as an idea as Stella was or Zoe was. You know, like, yep. these different relationships. It's obvious to the audience. So that's kind of why they're irritated with him. Yep. <laughs> get it together, man. It's her and Barney, you know? Yeah. Well, that, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out if you've seen the show. Yeah. But it's, it's one of my favorite parts in we- the last season. When they, you know, when he does let Robin go, you know, when they're sitting on the beach okay. and they're making the metaphor with the balloon, you know, and he's yeah. got, he's got to just let her go. You yeah. know, she's getting married in like twelve hours. You know, it's yeah. like the morning of her wedding. Time to let go now. I know you do. 
looks like you gotta let her go, and he finally does. And it was like, boom, that's the last piece here. He's ready to meet the mother. Okay. He's really ready. Yeah. Those first five years were the continuity of the circumstances, and then six, seven, and eight, and then, you know, nine, which it only spans a few days. But, like, yeah. all that time, it's about the inside, getting him emotionally ready, you know, and doing all the stuff with the bank. Huh. That, like, that was his other dream, you know, okay. getting this, getting a building that changes the skyline. You can contribute to the skyline in New York City. Do you realize that something you thought up in your head now exists as a part of the Manhattan skyline? That's huge. He achieved his external desire yeah. in the world. Your work dream, tie up your loose ends with, like, the one other girl that made sense, be done with the single life, finally admit you do enjoy the chase and you like all that stuff, but you're over it. Yeah. You're tired. You don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then, boom, like, yeah, let Robin go, and you're ready. Okay. Because it's more subtle, you know? Like, they're moving more into nuance for okay. six, seven, eight, and nine. I'll take your word for it on this one, but yeah. yes, that does I didn't sound... Really, I didn't really get it the first time. The second time, I'm like, oh, you're switching. You did five years of external circumstance. Right. But now we're talking about his, his head and his heart. Right. You know, as a person, is he emotionally ready for all these things? Okay. You know, which they've played out a lot, like with the Marshall Lilly story. They were going to get married, and then Lily splits yeah. in season two, because she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to miss out on all these things of, like, being single. They've been in a relationship since college, you know? Yeah. They were together for, like, eight or nine years before she, before he proposed. It's a long time. You know, she's like, I've been with him my entire life, basically. You know, like, all the things I'm missing out on, kind of playing the other side. Including shit, like, just going off to a different place. Yeah, you know, pursuing... Well, set up shop in a whole different city, you know, go be that painter chick she wants to be. Yeah, moving across the country and stuff, and they've been playing at this idea of, like, being single versus in a relationship. And, yeah. like, they're using it for jokes with Barney and stuff. Yeah. You know, and, like, that is what the show is about. Oh, so, how did I that mean, not be... How was that not super obvious? They're obviously doing both sides of the pendulum here. Yeah, that's all they're doing. It's Barney's one side of the spectrum and Lillian Marshall represent the yeah, other. The extremes. And the idea is that Ted's in the middle. And I, you know, Ted's right there at the balancing point. Like, he's claiming that he's Marshall, but he's obviously not. He's kind of more Barney because he does like being single, but he claims he's the hopeless romantic. It's ridiculous. I, like, I don't know how to see that before. Yeah, he, he becomes a weird contradiction. He's kind of a hypocrite. It was like, he's not really, that's an unfair judgment to say. He's more like, he's pulled in both directions. He really likes the idea of both. Yeah, and that's and part of why the friend group is full of those people, is that you're continually influenced and exposed to those two ideas, those two mm-hmm. extremes. Yeah, and uh-huh. I mean, and they are super extremes. You know, like, Marshall and, then, and Lily are super couple, and Barney's super single guy. And then put a girl who's single that you're immediately attracted to, mm-hmm. and bam. And then, like, okay, let's spend a few seasons seeing how this goes. Yeah, she, Robin is much more like Barney, and Ted keeps uh-huh. saying, like, no, 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 you're like Lily. And she's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> not at all. Stop trying to put me in that box. Yeah. It's, if anything, it's Marshall and Lily. Ted's more like them, and she's more like Barney. Mm-hmm. He's Especially like as the show goes on. Yeah. Which I really like that. Rewatching it, I really do like how much Robin changes over time. That when she first <laughs> starts out, it, she really is like, oh, it's Ted's dream woman. Yeah. You know, this romantic ideal of her. And as time goes on, she just becomes more of a bro. And you're doing more <laughs> jokes where she's yeah. more of a cartoon character. Oh, yeah. She, like, the more you get to know her with, like, the, the former pop star stuff. Yeah. Canadian. Uh, they go bigger and broader, and broader with it. Yeah, all the Canada stuff. All the, like, her dad raised her as a boy <laughs> stuff. And, like, you know, she's a gun nut. And, like, you just keep adding on all these ridiculous yeah. things about her. And it was like, she becomes more and more like Barney as <laughs> yeah. it goes on. Like, the, the ridiculous things you know about Barney. Like, what makes him this cartoon character? Like, thinking Bob Barker from The Price is Right is his dad. Is dead. You know, like, he's got a brother who's, you know, he's black and he's gay. And, like, Barney yep. is acting like, you know, like, we, like we're best friends. It was like, we're like twins, right? <laughs> Making all these jokes and, like, the ridiculousness of his mom and all that stuff. 
stuff. And, like, you just keep layering in absurdity. Yeah. It's like, it's a sitcom. We're playing this for jokes. You know? Yeah, that's uh, the substrate of the whole the story. story. It's why the show works so well. And, like, uh, the inside jokes that they're playing at, like the slap bet. Yeah. You know, and the ducky tie stuff. Yeah. Like, just the ridiculous bets. And the ridiculous, like, what? She, <laughs> she was a pop star named Robin Sparkle. Like, yeah. you know, and they keep it going. They keep going back to it. And it was like, the continuity-wise, not just the continuity for, like, oh, how does all this equal meeting the mother? But, like, yeah. the other continuity stuff works extremely well in the show. Okay. You know, carrying the slap bet over all these years. And, like, yeah. when they bring it back, you're like, oh, yes. Delightful. Yeah, you had to. Slaps slap giving. giving. like, remaining slaps. That's three! Yeah. You gotta track those you slaps. Counting it down, getting new ones, you know. Like, you could take the tie off, but I get three more slaps. Three slaps. Wow, I like the sound of that. <laughs> stuff like that. Like, you keep adding on to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the continuity stuff is probably the best part of the show. And that's right. why I really wanted to see at the end of the series to have the continuity explosion of this is the story of how he met the mother. Every piece was completely necessary. Right. And the well, first wait. time around that's being... Saying. Okay. Well, I mean, the first time around being disappointed, being like, yeah. Well, yeah, I can account for, like, the first five years, but, like, six, seven, eight, what What was all that stuff? How did all of that equal meeting the mother? How was it super necessary? And then what I was saying about it's more about his internal journey. Right. And it's more about shifting to a different vibe because it has been five years already. Yeah. We're, we've run out of the circumstance stuff. Yeah. We've done all the outside stuff. Let's talk about the inside stuff. But they also do another shift that is important after season five where okay. it becomes much more about Barney and Robin and it becomes much more about Lily and Marshall. Okay. Then especially for like season seven. It's like, what's what's Ted doing in season seven? I don't remember. And you're like, not much. He's doing the, <laughs> he's, he's getting the, the bank, the building stuff. Okay. At the very end, like towards the end, he's reconnecting with Victoria. Okay. But it's kind of like Ted fades into the background a little bit <laughs> because we're talking so much about Barney and Robin. So I spent a bunch of time pushing Ted to an internal journey mm-hmm. and then have everyone else step forward. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like we did five years of Ted yeah. with the supporting cast of his friends. Okay. It was like, let's go hard on the Barney-Robin relationship, right. which is some of my favorite stuff on the show. That's why it's like six, seven, eight. Yeah. Like you were saying, that's some of my favorite stuff that they do okay. of Barney and Robin getting together, you know? Yeah. Some of the best moments on the show come from that, you know, in the, the back and forth. And like, it is so much more interesting than what they were doing in the first couple of years with Ted and Robin. Like, it's a good love story with Ted and Robin, but you know it's doomed. Yeah. Like, it's part of the premise of the show. She's Absolutely. not the mother. You already know that. Yeah. And they didn't really make that much sense together, but seeing Barney and Robin get together and some of the heartbreak stuff, you know, like when they were dating other people. Yeah. You remember this? My detail this. When, uh, when Robin was dating the uh, psychiatrist guy, yeah. Cal Penn, yeah. uh, Kevin was his name, uh-huh. you know, and then Barney's dating uh, Nora. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's her name, right? Yeah. And then they, they cheat on him with each other. Oh <laughs> my God. I just cheated on Kevin. Oh my God. I just cheated on Nora. You know, cheat on their significant others. Right. Barney, you know, they dated in season and Barney five really and liked that girl. How can I do this to her? What are we going to do? Yeah, he was into it, you know? He, after dating Robin in five, and it didn't work out because they were like better friends kind of thing that fell apart because they yeah. were like bringing out the worst in each other. He does want real love. Yeah. We are shifting into, you know, part of that important shift after five of like Barney actually does want love. Yeah. He is pursuing something real and he tries to have it with Nora even though it's like he's still in love with Robin. Right. Robin's dating this Kevin guy. Terrible idea. Yeah. You know, dating your psychiatrist and stuff. That's a terrible idea. So bad. Huh. But they cheat on their on their significant others with each other yeah. and they and they're like, oh, we're going to tell them that, you know, what happened and we're going to be together. So Barney goes and he, he breaks up with Nori. I cheated on you. Can you tell me it didn't mean anything? No. And then he was supposed to meet up with, with Robin. And then <laughs> Robin stands him up. She doesn't show up. Because she didn't do it. What a coward. She didn't break up with him. And, and Barney, man, he's heartbroken. Yep. Seat on his face. Uh, 
Neil Patrick Harris is killing it. Uh, kills it like the whole uh, series long. Yeah, he's fantastic, but like some of the best stuff he did playing that character yeah. is like his reaction when she doesn't show up. Yeah. You know, he sees they, they meet up later at McLaren's. She shows up with Kevin, and he looks at her with just kind of like raised eyebrows, like "What happened?" And she just shakes her head no uh, silently between them, and he and his heart breaks, and he just kind of sips his drink uh, and looks uh, down, you know. And you're just like, "Oh man, sad he wants he wants love. He's finally there. Yeah. The growth of this character. We we finally got him to this point, and she just smashes on his heart because <laughs> she couldn't do it. It's so good, it's so good for the drama on a sitcom. It's it's beautiful." It is, and it is something that How I Met Your Mother did really well, which was not only to tell jokes, but, you know, definitely deliver on the hard stuff. Deliver that hard stuff, man. The drama of it. You know, when they hook up in the limo, it's a fantastic scene. Yeah. I mean, like, the actors are killing it. They did it perfect. And it was like, this is some of my favorite stuff. You know, like, season six has some of, like, I would say the best stuff of the show. You know, that's when Marshall's dad dies. I'm not ready for this. Oh, you know, that's yeah, when yeah, Marty yeah. meets his birth dad, you know? Oh, man, those are both fantastic. Yeah, you remember this? You oh, know, yeah. When he meets his dad? <laughs> it's so good. That's one of the best parts. Yeah. He's trying to take down the, the basketball hoop. Yep. You know, he's trying to rip it down. Please, Please. Just come down and talk to me. Why? Why should I? You're lame, okay? You're just some lame suburban dad. Why does that make you so mad? Because if you were going to be some lame suburban dad, why couldn't you have been that for me? Breaks your heart. It's why I love that shift from season five into season six. Like, we really get into the character stuff. I do feel like the heart ratio went way up. You know, yeah. Barney's like a real person now. He cares about stuff. He has feelings. Yeah. We're going to dig deep on some grief stuff with Marshall. Yeah. You know, the super goofy, always affable guy. He's going to get his heart ripped out. Yeah, his, best, his dad. His best friend and dad is dead. My dad's dead? Yeah. They do some really good stuff. And that's why I'm okay with the idea of Ted fading back. Yeah. Kick it back. Let's focus on everybody else for a while. And do some of the best stuff we've seen with any of these characters. Right. I love it, you know. And I love, I also want to say Barney and Robin, you know, the elaborate bit that he does. You know, the, you know he's got his, his playbook, all the different, you know, schemes and ways of, you know, betting women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and he uses, like, it's like a long con to trick Robin into thinking that he's dating Patrice. The Robin. Right. You, know, you remember right, all this, like, right. a very elaborate engagement. Step one. Admit to yourself that you still have feelings for this girl. And it was like, it's the most romantic stuff they did. I am hopelessly irretrievably in love with her. On the show. <laughs> like, Ted's the hopeless romantic, and you're like, Barney just did the most romantic thing the series has seen. It's elaborate <laughs> ploy for the most romantic proposal ever. Robin Scherbatsky, will you marry me? You know, right. And all of it's in those those last few years, you know? And it's like, I feel like the show right. did get better, yeah. but it challenged the audience more in their commitment to the narrative. Okay. You know, and I, it is different from the first time I watched it, because I was thinking, like, we're spinning our wheels here, man. Ted's yeah. story is, is just yeah. shredding water, you know, because yeah. like, we're doing all the other stuff. And when you know that the perspective of Ted is that, like, it's Barney and Robin's wedding, I'm going to spend a lot yeah. of time talking about their relationship. I'm done talking about me. Let's talk about them. Yeah. Let's talk about Marshall and Lily and how their marriage almost implodes yeah. on that weekend. And let's set up all that stuff while not neglecting completely Ted's journey. You know, we are doing all the internal tying up all the loose ends. Fair. I feel like we need to punch this show in the teeth, though. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, we'll, we'll get there. I mean, no, what? No, we'll get there. It is. Oh my goodness! I wanted to. I wanted to praise all the things that I loved about this, and I, I feel like I, okay. I, have, I have said a lot. I feel like I've been doing all the talking here. Yeah. Because uh, it is fresh in my head. I just want to say everything I love about it. I loved Barney's arc as a character, man. Right. I loved where we took him, especially after in that season five shift into six and everything that we're doing. Okay. You know, it really do follow the idea of this guy when we first meet him. He's a character that's like a cartoon character. You know, he's a caricature of a man. Yeah. And by the end, we're going to have him be the heart of the show a little bit. And we're going to have him have the most growth. And I do want to talk about the end. Yes. And what they do with it. Yep. To set that stage. I really like what they did with Robin. <laughs> we got to stop pushing this off. Alright, it's coming, it's coming, Doctor. We're gonna get there. <laughs> I feel like it's the only thing you want to talk about. <laughs> like, I just want to talk about I'm the listening. ending. I'm listening. <laughs> I love what they did with Robin on how they develop her character and how she really does embrace who she is. And she really does I suppose become so. so much. That's why her and Barney made so much sense together. And I feel like that's her happy ending. You know, her and Barney figuring it out. You know what I mean? She can have everything she wants with this relationship. Alright. And, you know, and for the end of the show to culminate in their wedding, yeah. you know, it is perfect. And we will talk about the end. <laughs> and the and the everything and the, is in the end. Yeah, the, that's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. Like the entire series is about that last season. And it's like it's all reverse engineered from that point. And I do like that when I'm watching it, I feel like that's what Ted did. Dad, Dad, Ted. He's like, it's about that long weekend. Kids, Barney and Robin's wedding turned out to be a life changing weekend for all of us. Yeah. Let me let me kick it back and let me tell you everything to explain all the pieces that led us there and it led me there as a person. So I'm also explaining like my internal journey. And how I felt and how I got ready yeah. to meet the mother. I'm explaining everything. It's a super dad story of long-winded, yeah. all the detail, all the, all the nuance, the tangents, and like, oh, listen to this funny story. Listen to that. And it's part of the running gag of the show, like different mysteries, like the pineapple incident that was set up in the first season, yeah. and this hanging mystery, which... We never find out what that was, right? I can't the, remember. In the show, no, they never actually did it. There is a deleted scene okay. from the last season where they do explain it. It's tied up with the captain. Okay. That, uh, if I remember this correctly, it was something Van about Smooty. Van yeah. Smoot, part of when the, the captain becomes important part of the weekend, yeah. you know, and they and they go to his house and, you know, they find out Lily's pregnant again. All that stuff. It is, you know, uh, the captain was saying something about, you know, how Ted kind of stole Zoe from her. Uh, you know, like, you can steal from me once. <laughs> twice is a different thing. And then, uh, like, they go outside and there's a, there's a pineapple on his front step. And he's okay. saying, like, it's an old sea captain thing that, like, you put a pineapple outside your house as, like, a it's kind of like a welcoming <laughs> mat. It's to say that, like, you're open to hospitality. Okay. And, like, apparently this is a real thing. Like, sea okay. captains actually do do this. It's like a tradition or whatever. Okay. And then, you know, and Ted has a flashback, I think, where he remembers being super drunk in season one, and, like, he stole it from his, his penthouse or whatever in the city. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, he stole a pineapple from the captain way back when. And it's just a, you know, a continuity nod of, like, we never actually... It's continuity explain. porn. Yeah, it's just to say, we know, we know you're thinking about it. Here yeah. you go. You know, we never answered this. Let me give you an answer. Now that we're at the end. It's not revelatory. It's just like, oh, it's tied up with the captain. Yeah. That's it. It's not super important. It doesn't no. like, it's a final puzzle piece falling into place. It's that's more why they still like, like cutting it up. <laughs> yeah, it's been like, that's why it's a deleted scene. It's just a, uh, you know, it's like an Easter egg kind of thing. It's like, here you go. We cut it out for whatever reason. We decided for the main narrative of like the 
real version of the show, we're never going to explain that. They make a joke about it in the last season. Like, Ted goes back to it. He gets really obsessed with it. He's got, like, graphs and charts, and he's trying to figure it out. Yeah. He's growing a beard, you know, and, like, wearing a bathrobe, and he sure. finally just gives up. <laughs> and it was, like, a couple episodes later where it's like, he just right, really yeah. figures it out when the, when the captain explains it to him. Right. In the deleted yeah. scene, though. Yeah, in a deleted scene. So I'm not really sure what that means. It's like, why didn't you leave it in? Why'd you cut it out? Uh, I don't know, but... They like the mystery? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, they decided, no, let's just leave it. You never know. Which is fine. I kind of like that version better, especially when you gave me an answer and it wasn't a big deal. No. It's it's cool that it's tied up with the captain. Well, that seems indicative of uh, a lot of what they were doing structurally with the show, which is they were, uh, they had loose pieces, but if you thought they were uh, trying to engineer things like a, a couple of dudes running lost, mm-hmm. no. A little less so, yeah. Uh, like, massively less so. You know, for, for continuity being so heavy. Yeah. You know, it's especially just... after season five, they started doing those flash forwards to like, oh, you know, somebody's getting married. Yeah. Oh, it's it? Barney. Oh, man. And like, oh, he's married. Oh, spending this. Yeah, over like years. At the end of each season, we're like giving you a new piece yeah. of like, we're pushing towards that wedding. We're pushing towards yeah. what the show's really been about. So it's like the first half of the show yeah. is all the, the groundwork. And then the second half is when we're actually getting there. We're, we're pushing it forward yeah. to this continuity explosion of how all of this fits together and stuff. Yeah, but there definitely seems to be a little... I don't know, like, as they're operating, it doesn't seem like they were too super obsessed with, like, how how detailed their map was or where exactly they were going. I think, which is kind of good for a sitcom to be able to have that free, like, it isn't lost, you know? Sure. And they don't know how long it's going to run. I think that might have been part of my problem with it is, like, you're stretching it out too much. And they're like, CBS wants to do another year. They want to do another year. It's one of the biggest sitcoms on TV. Yeah. It's not like Lost where we're going to say it's 100 episodes, in and out, like, let's do it. Super planned. It was more like, we'll just keep adding stuff to the narrative. And so with that in mind, I do think they did a really good job of none of the continuity stuff does fall apart. <laughs> you know, the first time through, like I was saying, I did feel like, oh, you're treading water. And like, yeah. what does any of this stuff have to do with the end? Yeah. And you're like, they did address that. They did think about it, like Ted's internal journey. And like, yeah, they, I mean, it's more subtle now. Yeah. And maybe I'm giving them more credit than they deserve. I, I, I feel like maybe, but I also haven't watched it twice. So all I have are the memories of watching it the first time through. Mm-hmm. Which did seem, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess I just wish, I've just been soaking this in. It seems like, yeah, that makes sense that Dad Ted would definitely be framing the story in the context of all of the large, important pieces. And these people are incredibly important to his life in general. So the idea that he would wrap his romantic story to his children about their mom around his, you know, the, the, the most important people in his life who are directly related. That all makes sense. It just, I guess I wish it was a little bit more, uh, elegant or a little bit more, uh, intentional seeming. It could have been cleaner, especially if it was like a seven-year plan. Yeah. Instead of it being like nine years. <laughs> if, if, say, like, they had figured out their yeah. seven seasons yeah. beforehand. I like the idea that everything after five was, or we, we were done with the external circumstantial journey, and then the rest was development internally for Ted to go from A to B so that he's actually ready to meet the love of his life. And, and I just, not just Ted. I want to make that point that, like, that's when Barney starts to be a real yeah. person. So Marshall gets his heart broken. I feel like a lot of that's kicked in the teeth by the ending, though. I feel like a lot of that's completely undercut. I feel like by the time we get to the end, a lot of the developmental work they did with Barney, they just take a big dump on. Because they're like, you know what? Sometimes life's sad. Fuck you. Which is a choice. Just a really strange one for a sitcom with a character you'd spend so much time with. Yeah, well, I mean, all right, well, let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about it, all, all right? right. Uh, we've been talking for a while. Yeah. Let's get into it, you know, uh... 
Olivia. What do you think is missing? Okay. Let me ask you that first. What do I think's missing and how I want your mother? Uh-huh. Uh, several key things. Okay. One, uh, it's, it seems obvious that at the beginning, they created a title and a show premise that they had no fucking clue how they were gonna resolve. Outside of the idea that no matter who Ted's love of his life and mother is, it's gonna be the end of the show is about him and Robin getting back together. Which might, might be satisfying if you did it in season one or two or maybe even three. But past that, the idea of retaining that ending seems completely counter to the rest of the narrative. There's ways to make it work. I'm not doubting that. That's absolutely possible. But given the amount of time they spend in developing Ted as a character, and then eventually, especially once you get to the point where he lets her go with a balloon on the beach... Guys, you almost have to let this go. Yeah, you can't. I, I, you can't do this. Let me interject for a second here. I, yeah, I mean, it was when when they're doing the you know Ted talking to his kids. They yeah. filmed all the stuff with the kids, the actors. Yep. And so, like, you know for a fact that when they were shooting the first season, yep. they shot the series finale. They shot what the kids will say. Yeah, it was when, one or two where they shot that. Yeah, when, one or two like early days when the actors still looked the same. Yeah, I mean, those kids you know, were gonna grow up and yeah, when they were still work. kids, you know, teenagers. Like, not nine years later. You can't just shoot it at the end and pretend that they're still, you know, like, 14, 15. Yeah, I have them put on, like, big blankets on that couch. Their heads look <laughs> very similar. <laughs> but the point is that... Fast like, Furious did it. They got away with it. It's true. Fast and Furious did it, and it's hilarious. You can do but it. they did... We do know for a fact that, like, yeah, they had this idea that at the end of the show, the kids are going to be like, hey, man, this was supposed to be the story of how you met our mother, and instead yeah. it's a story about how you're still in love with Aunt Robin. Let's look at the facts here. You made a sit down and listen to the story about how you met mom, yet mom is hardly in the story. No. This is a story about how you're totally in love with Aunt Robin. And you're thinking about asking her out, and you want to know if we're okay with it. That's right. You know, so, like, they know that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. And then, yeah, they should have given up on it. They should have let it go. They should they, I, like, uh, I, almost everything points to you have to. What, what the hell's wrong By with you? By the time they got there, especially with how good it was of him finally letting her go. Exactly. And then you're like, no, no, no we're still going to keep it. We're going to undercut it. And I'm, I'm not arguing that this wouldn't happen in real life. Like, absolutely, you'll have people who all of this makes sense. It's not outside reality or possibility by any stretch. But given the concept of your show, given the premise, given the title, and the promise of it, how in God's name do you think that at the end of the show, when people have been watching it for this revealed mystery of how he met the mother, and why that's important and what it's like, you can't, you can't circle back around to Robin and just be like, well, I don't know, he met her, he loved her, it was epic, she died, moving on, anyway, I'm sad and lonely, kids, oh, well, it sounds like you still love Aunt Robin, so how about with her? Ah, you're right. It's a terrible mistake. You're hung up on continuity you devised years ago. And it's it's tanking the end of your show. As evidenced by everyone hating it when it came out. Tell me how you really feel, Dr. Ball. It was terrible! He didn't like it, guys. Ah, he didn't like it. I don't hate it, I just... No, I don't like it either. Just It's just dumb. I think he should have just let her go and then had a happily ever after with the mother. But here's the reason why. That's what I want to say. That's what I think was missing from the show. I also don't think it's that unrealistic. Like, Ted being hung up on her despite his assuming he got over her. Makes perfect sense with his character. Yeah. It's just completely dramatically unsatisfying. Yeah, and from a storytelling perspective, that's my beef. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I'm watching this show, and I'm thinking, this is a romantic comedy for TV. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a straight Matthew McConaughey-esque, you know, from the late <laughs> 90s, early 2000s, like, romantic comedy. Sure. It's a feel-good romance story. Yeah. You know, and they always have happy endings. If that's you're doing that's, it right. That's built into the style. Yep. If it's a tragic ending, it's not a romantic comedy anymore. It's a very different movie. 
movie all of a sudden. It's a romantic tragedy now. It's like a Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks kind of epic romance of, you know, like message in a bottle type, like, oh, great love and loss, you know? Yeah, in which case there are way too many jokes in here. Yeah, it was like, this is a sitcom, guys. It's meant to be a feel-good narrative. It has a happy ending. Yep. And it was all primed for everybody to have a happy ending. And they were like, <laughs> hey, guess what? They literally take a dump on all of it. They do. They take a dump on their own ending, of their own happy ending. It's like they did it it's on amazing. purpose. The, that finale. It you know, is. They just twist it, and they're like, Ted, happy ending? Nope. I don't she's think dead. So. She died. You met her. You got to spend a few seconds with her. Now she's dead. Uh, I mean, they were together uh, like 10 years yeah, or something. Yeah, had two kids. It's like he got his happy ending, but she died. Yeah. And like, they're ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, this is a really tragic ending to this lifelong journey to find the one. Got more than half of his life left after she's dead. It's very, yeah, I mean, it's it's very tragic. You know, I mean, Tracy, the mother, her story's tragic. Like, she had the guy she thought was the love of her life. I was in love with somebody a long time ago, and he died. Yeah. He died really young. <laughs> you know, Barney and Robin got married. It seems like they have this happily ever after. And then over the next few years, let's, let's tear it down. No, they get divorced. We got divorced. Barney loses all progress as a human being. Like, he reverts back to... Look, I know there was a time when it seemed like I was capable of going the distance, but if it wasn't going to happen with Robin, then it's just not going to happen with anyone. So he goes back to being super single, dead inside, man. Which is acidite! What? I put together a brand new playbook. No, I can't hear this. This is just too sad. And like, nah, but like, from his one night stand, he has a baby. And like, that's the love of his life. He loves her at first sight. And I was like, that's beautiful. It'd be great if that was like his and Robin's kid. Yeah, if she died or something. Or or even if she left. No, she doesn't have to die. No, that's what, no. Like, even if she, they, they stay married and have children. Like, oh. have a happy ending where like, make a joke out of it like Robin I love you but I love this baby way more <laughs> I didn't know what love was until uh, we had this baby damn it that works better I mean I just I was just saying you could also get the bittersweetness where he's like oh I want no bittersweetness she died and I have the baby at least left but that would be even funnier and you get to hit a joke it's like Carter Bates and Craig Thomas got divorced at the uh, end of the season and at the end of the show and they were like love isn't real jokes are dumb like relationships will never last like friendships are bullshit love's a joke it's not real it's a fairy tale it was like yeah your show was a fairy tale that was the point yeah. and then you just tanked it in like the last episode you know you're like no let's just dismantle it's everything insane. and say everything sucks nothing works out the way you want it to Lily and Marshall are fine but they're kind of depressed because like their friends are dropping out of their life and like they sort of have a happy ending much of what I do does not make me cry but like as much as they uh, always did and always will yeah, they have like, each other and their children but like you know yeah. the whole show is about how these friends are so important yeah, to each Lily other. lived for her friendships and then like so, you know it's just so sad when she's wearing you know she's pregnant again and she's yeah. wearing that whale costume <laughs> you know and like Robin is just like stopping in for the party they haven't yeah. seen her she, like they see her like once every year and then yeah. she's dropping off and like she's super sad yeah because her friendships are all falling apart and like yeah she's just like what so like we're just not friends anymore yeah, like what? What the it's, fuck? it's just over our whole friendship is just over and she's like yeah we'll always be friends it's just never gonna be how it was and walks out you're like oh what are you doing for the end of your show right now this whole ending is friendships like, die is an accelerated and it's also like crazy out of sync with the rest of the show that's what i'm saying that's that's my that's what's missing the entire show wasn't about tragedy or like real life it's not a fairy tale it was like no this was a romantic comedy yeah. that's what you were doing that's what people loved about it yeah with some real drama and some real character and gave real heart real character that's what yeah, elevated from there just normal sitcoms to like excellent sitcom. Yeah. You really love these characters. 
characters. It's fantastic. They're doing some real storytelling here. Yeah. I was like, it's so primed for just a super joyous, sappy ending where, like, everybody rides off into the sunset together. And, like, you would yeah. jump forward. Yeah, like Barney and Robin, two people who never wanted kids. They have a kid, and they're like, I was wrong. This is the <laughs> best thing that ever happened to us. I thought I knew what love was. Uh, I mean, I like you and all, but uh, I was wrong. I love the kid, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> kid is perfect. This kid is magic. It's a way to go. It's almost like instead of trying to figure out how to stick the landing at the end of the show on jokes, on on the on the gymnastic technicality of how many damn jokes can I stuff into this ending? Heartfelt jokes. And yeah, you know? instead they were just like, how can I make it how as sad as it? possible? You gotta make them laugh and make them cry. And you're like, we're gonna make them cry. I don't care about laughing no, anymore. No, like, like tears of joy, guys. Like crying because it's just so heartwarming. And like, it's just so happy. And you're like, no, no, no. Everything falls apart. Everything sucks. It's just ridiculous. Everybody, everybody reverts back to what they were before the show started. Like, Barney goes back to womanizing. Robin goes back to living single in an apartment by herself with a bunch of dogs. Yeah. You know, isolated and alone. <laughs> and you're like, what? Really, everybody, all the progress? Still all, have each other, which was just true from going before the show anyway. All that growth, all that positive effect they had on each other, you just dismantled all of it. Yep. Why? I, it doesn't Why make any sense. Why did you do this? It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. Like, what? And I'll say this. If, uh, you know, what's missing? It, it, intentionality seems to be, that's why I'm, I'm just listening to you after you've, you've watched it again, just to say, like, no, 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 look at all the pieces that are intentional. Look at all this. It's all circumstantial for the first chunk. Internal and emotional for the second chunk. That all makes a lot of sense, and I wish... And maybe it's true. Maybe I'm not giving it enough credit. But I... I I don't feel like they were doing it super designed from the beginning. They're improvising it. It's just really well done. When you do watch it, you're like, there, there isn't plot holes okay. here. Okay. It does all fit. It does all work. I see what you guys did, and it was intentional. But yeah, you're doing it like season to season. You have the idea. There's the wedding. That's how they start setting it up, you know. One but even that is madness. And you're because like, let's get there. The let's case. get there. If that's the case, you didn't know you were going to do that ending. You didn't know exactly the kind of stuff you were going to a pump into that ending. Or you did and everybody is and you're saying, crazy. why? Why did you do this? Even if you want to do the Ted and Robin end up together at the end thing. And I was like, is that why everything's so sad? Is that why Barney and Robin don't work out because Robin has to be single? And that's why Tracy yes. dies because Ted needs to be single? Like, you tanked the entire story, the entire show. To meet this continuity you wrote like seven years ago. Yeah, just to get the two of them together. But you spent the entire series communicating how it's a bad idea. And like, one of the best parts is him finally letting her go because it was so emotionally honest. It makes sense that Ted is so hung up on her yeah. uh, because he hasn't met Tracy yet. Yep. Like, that was the last piece. I'm gonna finally let Robin go. Yep. She's getting married today. It's such a bad and idea. It, and it's perfect. Why are Robin and Barney getting married if you're just gonna break them up later? Like, and you're gonna do it in like one episode. And it's like, that's the other thing I wanna say. Not... Uh, moving past the what's missing into like what's the takeaway <laughs> okay. of the show I, I do ha- I do think that what the takeaway from the show was yeah. was the pacing you know and like uh, oh, it's, God. it's a business decision of like they want to do it and CBS wants another season so like we're not sure how to pace it and like but I fuck get that. no screw them that's mm-hmm. something they chose that's something they did they've been in interviews and they literally said end of season 8 could have been the end of the show mm-hmm. period until they said well we want a 9 and they said we don't know what we're going to do yeah. though and they said well figure it out and then they said to themselves oh what if we did it you know it's only a couple days in real time but we do uh-huh. hour to hour is episode to episode 
Sounds challenging from a writer technical perspective. Okay, fine. You are really okay? With that being the end of the show, you're out of your mind. Yeah, the end of season eight was just like everybody leaving for the Far Hampton Inn where they get married and we meet the mother. She, you know, she's Tracy. We first see her. That is a garbage ending. she's there too. And you're like, oh, they're going to meet at the wedding. And you're like, you have to dramatize it. We have to see the actual meeting, guy. That's a garbage, they garbage haven't met yet. You can't leave it there. And, like, and they didn't. So I'm not going to hang them up for a thing that they didn't I'm do. doing it. They just acknowledge they they thought they could do that. It shows uh, That's some this. poor creative judgment. They're like, no, we have to see them meet. You can't just suggest it off screen. Of course, you can't spend eight years mm-hmm. and then just kind of see her and you're out. One ticket to Farhampton, please. Yeah. You're out of your mind. It's a bad idea. You obviously need that last season, which why you I don't understand um, your own show all of a sudden. What happened? That's why it's ridiculous. I'm talking about the last season is the story, and then it's reverse engineered from there. And they were talking about like in an interview, yes, yeah, saying that last season wasn't necessary. I'm like, no. Uh, it's the complete opposite from where I'm sitting. And that's what it seems like the show ended up being. Like, despite their own, whatever, their own judgment, the and show that's is fine. And that's what it is. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm judging. And that's awesome. But, but you know, but, but what I was saying about the pacing is that like, yeah, the the feeling of treading water or like you're, you're going too slow. You yeah. could have done like the six, seven, eight, and nine all in like a six and seven. You know, like yeah. what you did over four seasons, you probably could have done in like two. Yeah. And the pacing would have been much better, much more satisfying. I wouldn't feel like you're going so slow now. Yeah. You didn't feel that way in the first five years. You know, it's only later we were like, yeah. why, why, why are we taking so long? Hurry up. Season nine yeah. reads like a joke. It a reads bit. like it's, a it's, joke it's, to piss off your fans. Yeah, so it's a punch in the butt of like, we're going to make you wait till the end of the season. We're going to do like 24 episodes or whatever it is spanning three days and you're like oh my god yeah, it's, it's, it's it's comical it's like the end of Lost like they set it up like, or it's like season two they're trying to get into the hatch and then season three is like hour to hour on their mission to open the hatch door you know, it's you're like it's funny get Lost, out of your mind Lost actually did that remember when they opened the hatch and then they did like three different episodes from three different perspectives yes I and didn't everybody's like that. oh my god move on <laughs> hurry but up they, but they got into the hatch yeah they didn't stare at the door for 22 episodes. Yeah, it's just funny that you said it. I was they, like, I did stretch that for three episodes and it drove the did. audience crazy. But it was like three episodes that whole season. It's like, yeah, yeah. if it's anything to learn from Lost. How like, I Met Your Mother's doing it on crack. They're, they're out of their mind. They're like, oh, you know, the whole thing plays as a type of mystery. Oh, we're going to literally slow you down more than you've ever seen a show slow you down. Yeah. It's like it's a joke. It was like a but, bet. But the thing that I am saying about the pacing of it feeling like you slowed down, you're putting off the wedding. But yeah. then once we get to the wedding and we do it, in the finale, <laughs> they start to just jump over like the next ten years. Yeah, then and you're like hyperspace. Why did you slow down and, and put all of this space before the wedding? And then in, like, one episode, you're going to lay out the next decade of time for these characters. I mean, they knew they'd be so sad they'd kill themselves. Yeah, why didn't you just do the wedding? <laughs> why don't you just do the wedding in season seven? And then, like, if CBS wants a season eight, do the stuff you were going to do next that oh you showed. Oh, my God. Worst ending you know? ever. And then, like, they want a season nine. You're like, okay, well, then we're going to do this stuff. Like, for the for the story, yeah. at the, at, you know, in the last mile here, you're tacking in all of this years of stuff. Yep. And you're like, well, you didn't have to do that. The pacing is so weird. You slowed down and stretched it out for years, and then we're on like hyperspeed for the last two episodes here. Yeah. You're like, this pacing is nuts. This is, uh, it's madness. It seems it's like a weird. complete lack of acknowledgement of your viewing audience. Yeah, and you also didn't need all of this jumping through time. It's like all of it was no. just to make your ending happen with, with Robin and Ted getting together. Yep. And nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted to see it. Nobody. Just cut, and like, they did do it. The, the you know, the, 
the other alternate cut yeah. for the you know for the DVD set like yeah, so much heard, backlash. They heard everyone squeal so hard. Everybody hated it. They're like, okay, fine. And like that ending is the type of ending I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, just make it much more of a happy ending. But some of the stuff you can't really take back. Nope. You know, like it's it's layered into the season. Like you know that Tracy gets sick. Like it's alluded to. That they're yep. foreshadowing it. Like you can't just take everything out. It's like all of the flash forwards with them are about some mystery thing happening. Yeah. About some kind of diagnosis or whatever that they don't speak about by name. Yeah, they, they made it significantly happier. And it, it is just weird. Yeah, because, like, but... if you wanted to do a tragic ending, because, like, we're yeah. artists, and we want to flip it on its head, and we want to do something interesting and cool. Yeah, we're tired of sitcoms, even though we're doing one. We want to subvert your expectations and do something awesome. Yeah, we want to slap you in the face artistically. And I was like, yeah, but the entire series hasn't been that. Nope. So you can't just change who you are as a storyteller in the last ten minutes and not have a huge backlash. It's an extrapolation of The Sopranos. It's sure. a very it's a very different flavor of the idea, but it's a very yeah. similar idea. You're going to do one thing for a long time, and then you're going to switch it up at the end. Yeah, it's very and then similar. Be, yeah. And then somehow be surprised when nobody's nobody's on board. Nobody understood what you did. And nobody Sopranos gets is it. different because it's more of a mystery, and it's more of like, yeah. people didn't understand what it meant. Yeah. Everybody understands what, the ending here for How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. hate it. They just really don't like it. Not just because it's so sad, but because it's so inconsistent with the other story. Yeah. 99% of your story was this track. Yeah. And then in the end, you just jump tracks all of a sudden, yeah. and we're like, nope, it's a totally different thing. We're making the complete opposite statement. True love's a joke. Ridiculous. Uh, the, the entire best, series was the opposite of that. The we best you can do is meet somebody you love, have her around for a long time before cruel fate takes her away, and then maybe hook up with that chick who's a bad idea. The one that you had this epic journey of letting her go. Yep, you didn't learn anything. But you didn't let her go. Good job, Ted. We're supposed to be talking about the mother, and you spent the takeaway that the kids have is that, like, you're still in love with that Robin. As, 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 mythologically, as a it's crazy. story. It's crazy. It just kicks itself in the face. It's just... You did so much developmental work with so many of the characters, and then at the end, your final statement, your your moral cubby, what did all this mean? The why of it. You decided to say... Tragedy. As a final statement, all of that development didn't mean anything. Everybody was, reverts back to who they were. It was just spinning your wheels because no one can ever really develop anyway. Because despite whatever Ted'll do, he'll eventually go back to her. Because, I don't know, he's programmed to want her. He learned so he's nothing. gonna do it again. He's in love with the idea of love. Even though he had real love for like ten years with his wife, but he goes back to being who he was in the first season. Hopelessly romantic and chasing somebody who's a terrible idea. And Robin's back to being alone and isolated and cut off. She completely regresses. Barney completely regresses. Yep. Back to being a womanizer. And I was like, no, 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 he's got some growth with his kid. It's like, yeah, but he gave up on romantic love. This is a love story, yep. you know? He had all that growth and development, and then you just chopped it off, and he goes you, back. You just made the same statement. Barney went through a lot of development. But in the end, what does it mean? Nothing. It was all fake. Because eventually it all just undoes itself. Just regressed back. Like you undid all of your progress. And like Marshall and Lily, Ridiculous. they just stayed the same. They were always like this, and they still are. So like, yep. you didn't take the growth away from them. They just maintained. Yep. It's like it really is like the final statement of the show is that growth and development are a sham. It's a joke. Everybody just is who they are. Nobody changes. Nobody grows. Yeah. Even when you think you do, eventually it cycles back around. Yeah. Like you the you end go back of, to where you started. The end of fate is to just come back to where you started. Nobody learns anything. Nobody grows. And you're like, oh, guys, come on. It's almost like oh, because what's... it went nine seasons, right? We talk about the seasons in terms of seven. Mm-hmm. You've gone two more. 
That's another origin season. <laughs> they, came, they came back to the origin originating statement they apparently wanted to make, which was nobody can change. It's such a weird statement for the show because it's all about change. It's all about growth. And the entire series is about yeah. them growing up and them falling in love and settling down. And This is why it matters where you end. It was the whole story. You you undid it. It's amazing. It's, it's the best example I've ever seen of you undoing your entire story. Yeah. That's amazing. This is important in movies. It's important in TV. It's important in any, any narrative you're crafting, especially something that spans years and huge numbers of chunks of it. A comic, books, movies, TV, whatever. The end note you end on reverberates back through the narrative. So you can't pretend that wherever you're gonna end the story is just wherever you happen to have ended. It doesn't matter. All you're doing at that point if you try to say it doesn't really matter is you're just letting circumstance and, like, uh, convenience decide what your final statement is instead of intentionally deciding. Whatever you end on makes a statement about everything else. Especially for this show, because it's all been building towards it. It's in the the promise of the premise. And, like, you've reverse-engineered this long weekend for the wedding, and, like, everything hangs on this. Your ending is going to make or break the show. Which is a good idea, and I would argue, like, if you had spent season three slowing things down, right? If you had done one, Ted's in a Robin, two, they try to not be that, three, they want to try it for real, and then you're like, whoa, what? Season three, oh, great, they're back together. Like, your audience is watching it primarily for this primary romantic relationship, and if you slowed it down, if you said every episode is like half a day, and you're like, oh, this is so weird, they didn't do this the last two years, so strange. And then, in four, you went back to a more normal sitcom, like, I don't know, every day is a a day that week, because you're watching it week to week as an audience. And then later, if you'd revisit it, like, three, five, seven, nine, whatever you did, if you would occasionally kind of, you know, dilate time... And you could have easily bought this idea. This only makes sense if they knew that they wanted to do the long weekend as the yeah, end. Yeah. But if they had, and they're like, we're going to stretch it out, man. It's hour to hour as an episode. Yeah. If you know that, you can build in things structurally as well as content that would prepare them for that. So when they get to the end in the long weekend, they go, oh my god, it's like the, the, the epitome of what the show's about. It's fantastic. And if you'd done season three when everybody was excited about them to try and make it work as a relationship, they would be fully bought in on you going slower because they're into the idea. They also might push back because it has nothing to do with the mother. Yeah. I mean, the, the time dilation stuff, if it was something that they were always doing, then yeah. Yeah, it would work a lot better. But, like, obviously, okay, they didn't yeah. know they were going to do that at the end. So no. it's like... It's another part of the not designed. Yeah. Making it up as they go, which I get it, but damn. <laughs> you can't get to the end to do something so radical and expect it to go well. Which I guess yeah, maybe they didn't care. Have, uh, you know, some kind of backlash or some kind of hesitation. They're like, what ifs? On a, you know, on the part of the audience being like... Eh, you're being different. You're being weird. Yeah. And, like, I mean... Which is not a good place to end your story. No. And the second time, watching it through, like, I'm okay with it because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so, like, I'm more forgiving of it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But, yeah, it could have been done better, obviously. Like, if it was something that was layered into the show. But, I mean, that's that's why it is the thing that I'm talking about here. That, like, that is the takeaway yeah. for the series. Is right. that, especially for the show, the ending is going to reverberate back. Yeah. It's going to make or break the show. And, like, I really wanted to see it make the show. It's going to be... Take the- it to another level. And instead, like, you broke it. You want it to be rocket boots. Uh And it's going to be the thing that everyone remembers more than anything else. Oh, yeah. And if you ask anyone right now, that's exactly what they're going to talk about. Is that, oh, yeah, how I met your mother? Screwed up that ending. Definitely. 
Like, they don't remember how much they loved it. Yeah, I mean, they, they do if you ask, but... nine years, and then in that last episode, you're like, oh, you blew it. I was like, yeah, they did undo everything they did. And they went for tragedy instead of comedy. And, like, it's a sad ending instead of a happy ending. And you're like, you, you had an awesome job interview, and then you dropped a deuce before you left. Yeah, just ripped, a, like, a big fart on your and way the, out. The interviewer's not gonna remember anything else. How could you? <laughs> I mean, I'd probably hire you, because that's hilarious. <laughs> and, I mean, and, as a as a person who likes to study shows and narratives yeah. like I love the show but I'm also super interested in the fact that you guys did this because I've never seen any other show do this before yeah. so like from that perspective I love to see it but it's kind of like a train wreck you know like you can't look away it's amazing and like it's just such a bad idea I like the I show you guys not know and I still yeah. love the show and I'm like yeah I can separate the last two episodes from the rest of the series yeah. I can let that go yeah. and enjoy it but yeah I mean you, you make or break your show with the ending if anything you should have accelerated things towards the end. Yeah, you know what I mean, especially because it's got such a built-in mystery angle. Yeah, go faster instead of slower. Yeah, the closer you get, the more frustrated the people get. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, I'll eat any cookie on this table except the Oreos, and then it's then you're like, well, now all I want to eat is the Oreo. Like I'm gonna tell you everything except who the mother is. Oh, God, okay, I really want to know that now though. So the more time goes by, don't push it further away. Bring it closer and closer and closer. And the one thing I did want to see, and they did kind of do it, where they do fill in Tracy's side of the story. (laughs) Yeah, like one episode episode where it's like her version, you know, of her life story up until this point. Like it's here's what happened to the the dailies. (laughs) Yeah, worked better in Lost. Yeah, (laughs) we'll talk about Lost later, but. Never! You know, they do, yeah, they kind of pack, like, her version of the series of, like, How I Met Your Dad into yeah. a single episode. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, it is kind of tragic yeah. that, like, she, you know, she lost a love, a great love. Yep. You know, and her getting over it and moving forward. It also felt really, like they were doing that as a cheap shot, almost. Like, they wanted, like, what's a good reason that somebody would just, I don't know, kind of be off the dating board for a while? Mm-hmm. Well, they met that love of their life, and then they died. Mm-hmm. They're mourning for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, I guess. It's like the first lottery ticket I ever bought was jackpot, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to win again. Not like that, anyway. So I don't generally buy lottery tickets anymore. But if they saw it as a tragedy the whole time, then I guess it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it is part of the foreshadowing of tragic endings for love stories. And it was like, yeah, but not not this one. Not the one we're invested in. The other one you just Ah. made up in one episode. It works. I like it. That's fine. But the thing I wanted to see, continuity-wise, was the idea that once we hear Tracy's side of the story, everything is going to make sense. Oh, yeah. And watching the entire series being like, why does all of this matter? How does all of this lead there? And once we hear it from Tracy's side, you're like, oh. Missed opportunity. That's why we spent so much time talking about, like, Marshall being an environmental lawyer. Yeah. This is why we spent so much time with Ted, you know, doing this or doing that. Or, like, all of this arcane stuff. It was like, there's the other half of the story. That Barney, like, meet his dad and and, and hang out with that family. Like, there are so many pieces you could have just... Yeah, you could have tied everything up so well in, like, one episode of just indirectly, Tracy has been floating on the edges. And, like, I told you the story of that happening in Ted's life from my perspective as Dad. Ted. As Dad Ted, I told you that. And at the end, you're going to sit there being like, Dad, what does this have to do with how you met Mom? And like, hold on, hold on, it's coming. Wait, well, wait. let me tell you what your mama was doing. Right at the end here, this is everything she was doing. And this is how it all fits. The stuff that happened in my life affected her life. We just didn't know that until we met. It's the other side of this double helix that's weaving together. It's a huge opportunity. A huge to just, opportunity. That's what I hoped they were going to do. It could have been the best magic trick TV had seen in a long time. Oh, yeah, big time. I was like, we left the other half off. So it doesn't make sense. 
at the very end, it all comes together. You don't even need to design it from the beginning. No, like you yeah, you could make it up after the fact. And I was like, I'm watching the final season, the first time I saw it, waiting for that continuity explosion of where it all comes together. Yeah. And I'm like, you could do it with her. Tell me her side in like one long episode. Yep. And it all makes sense. And you're like, that's why he was talking about that so much. That's why Ted was saying this and saying that. I was like, that's what? how it all matters. What was it car? affected her, you know? What kind of car was it? The Fiero. Fiero! Why the Marshall's Fiero? Why do we talk about Marshall's Fiero? It's like, that was a tangent, you know? He was just... There was no important car. reason. Stuff like that. You could try to take big, major moves. It's a decent episode. Smaller what moves. the hell, guys? And, like, just everything in general. Just rewatch your own show and be <laughs> like, we're gonna make all of this make sense and matter because it somehow affected Tracy. Yep. Because Ted did this, there was a ripple effect and across town, it affected her. Which they kind of did in that final season. They're like, she went to a different McLaren's across town. And like, you know, the yellow umbrella of like how she left it at the party at the club. Yeah. And he found it. And how she re- later gets it back because he leaves it at her roommate's apartment, which is clear apartment. Done amazing things. It all could have made sense. And you could do it in one episode and you didn't need to know any of it until you got there. And I was like, please do it. And they're like, no, nah, we're doing other continuity stuff. We didn't think about that or we didn't decide to do that. Marshall could have gotten that an environmental job and beat out Tracy's boyfriend. And because of that, they don't move in together for another year and a half. So she never meets X, never goes to school for Y, which she would have yeah. gone to state, but instead she went here. Like, you could have done so many show. things that would have been easy and made perfect sense and seem completely like a causal chain. Yeah, the show loves their continuity and the domino effect and the ripple effect and, like, this yellow umbrella that keeps floating in and out of the narrative. is like, this is what you guys do. You could have made the so pineapple easy. important. Yeah, you could have made it incredibly significant on the Tracy side. And then he never knew until... Till they were married, and she told him a random story about a pineapple, and he goes, "Holy crap, that's the pineapple!" Yeah, you could have you could have made it super important. Like they've actually met one time. Could have made it. They the were both really drunk, and they stole this pineapple together, but neither of them remember it. Exactly. And they're like, "Oh man, you guys met once before, but you don't remember." That would have been a huge. And you planted it. That's how I met your mother, but we don't remember that. So planted in the narrative in a in such a way that people don't expect the pineapple to be that important. No, because it's surrounded by all these other like little flash forwards or. They're, you know, little uh, Easter egg type things that don't pay off till later, like the goat. Yeah, they're just expecting it to be one of those things. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm talking about for the end of the series. You could just make it up. You're like, we didn't know any of this. Yep. It's like, that's fine. You don't need to know. You can still beginning. fake it. Right before you do the series finale, the series finale could be her side of the story, how it all comes together. Just sit down. That would have been beautiful. Yep. And it wasn't quite that. <laughs> It was not. And for me, that's where the the other disappointment comes from. I'm like, not only is it tragic and you're undoing everything you did, Such you had an sadness. opportunity to prove that you had it. Yep, the whole time. You, 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 you pointed your baseball bat out into the stands. And then you hit like a single. Everybody's like, come on, man. Maybe like a sweet, you know, <laughs> uh, sweet double, you know? Everybody's like, you got, a, double. you got on base, but come on, man. What the hell? I still think it's a fantastic show. It really it is. is. It's good. And it's just that ending. It's just, it's a lot like Lost. <laughs> the series is great. The finale, yeah. uh, C+. They start, they start fumbling it at the end because they didn't figure it out. When it didn't need it's to the go same problem. Way. How I Met Your Mother had the opportunity. You could... Lost it, too. single episode. Yeah, I mean, Lost was a little more complicated. I don't think you could wrap everything up in one episode. No, 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 no. How I no, Met no. Your Mother could do but the this. the last season could have done it. Tracy's side of the story... It. 
It all makes sense. It's perfect. It's beautiful. And give everybody a happy ending. Because come on. How do you not? It's a romantic comedy. What are you thinking? It's arguably one of the best comedies, especially during that time period. Yeah, definitely. On TV. It's such a good romantic comedy. And you know that you got to get in there and do the work that you did as a show because you have this hooky little premise that everybody bought into. It was great. You just got to deliver on that promise of the premise. So it's just amazing that you didn't take more care. This is the story of how I met your mother. It doesn't seem that way. The the kids are saying it in the first season. The audience is thinking it. And he's like, trust me, it's all going to make sense in the end. And you're like... It only sort of makes sense in the end. Yep. It all does fit together, but not nearly as well as it should. And it was such an easy opportunity to make it all come together. Yep. It didn't happen. And from as a storyteller, I'm just like, oh, it would have been such a swift move to just slice through all of that in the finale. Yep. With her side. But that's, it didn't help. That's not how it went. It's a calm with heart that you could have told any other way. But you created this, this superstructure of this, you know, mystery and, and like, trust me, trust me. How do you drop the ball and that's the know. thing? They wanted to. I don't get it. They wanted the tragic ending. They wanted the sad. Yeah, maybe. It's like they wanted to punch me in the gut and I'm not sure why. Yeah. I'd love to talk to them about it. Yeah. I'd be asking awesome. them, what were you guys thinking? I mean, it's not, not in a critical judgmental way, just like yeah, one I mean, writer to another being like, what was the process here? Why'd you guys do this? Yeah. I mean, it has, it has felt like we've spent the last 30, 40 minutes ragging on them now. But <laughs> Yeah. Let me be clear. But, it's a but, fantastic show. But please, I love the show. It's just, I see a missed opportunity. And yeah, I, 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 I'm going straight for the jugular of what it could have been versus what it was. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, I love it so much. That's why I'm disappointed. And please note, we spent the first 40 minutes just blowing smoke up its butt. Oh, yeah, big time. Talking about how great it was. I do still love the series. As somebody says, it well, is top, top five best sitcoms ever. It's on there. And they'll be like, what about the ending? <laughs> yeah. What ending? Yeah, I mean, waka waka. The ending does define the story. It's it's uh, it's hard obstacle to overcome, but just like Lost, Lost is still one of the best shows ever. Yeah. But yeah, man, that ending, I don't know. Man, they don't stick that one either. But we'll talk about it. I'm disappointed. It's yeah. just it's weird how many parallels there are to Lost. Apparently, we'll talk about. Which nobody Lost talks about it some like other that. time. That's why I'm glad we're talking about it. Like people don't say that Lost and How I Met Your Mother are the same show. I suppose not. I'm like they are to me. Yeah, they're very similar. It's the same thing, just in different clothes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, 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 we should wrap it up here. We've been talking for a while. Yep. We do have to do best and favorite, though. Okay. Uh... If you remember the seasons in your head as well as I do, like, <laughs> can you say what uh, what the best season was? I go oh, best versus favorite. Uh... Or even what the best part of the story was. Maybe I can tell you what season that was. I'm going to say, I'm going to go, I, I mean, yeah, so it'll be hard for me to split them up because I'm like, uh, I don't, they don't live in my head as much as they do in yours. Uh, I'm going to say favorite. Favorite is sounds like six, where Marshall's dad is dead and Barney is ripping a, a basketball hoop off the garage. <laughs> uh, when he yeah. met his birth dad, John yeah. Lithgow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the same season, yeah. Yeah, they're doing a lot of dad stuff there. Okay, uh, and then outside of that, best. I think I'm, I'm just going to keep it the same. I'm going to say season six. I think six is the best. Yeah. And your favorite. Yep. That's the one that a lot of people don't like because it's all the Zoe stuff. And, you know, it's ah, feeling like... Forgot about her. You know, all the Arcadians that were like, we're getting off topic here. We're talking about a building uh, and he's dating a married woman that nobody likes. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, the character's kind of designed to not be very likable. I mean, like, it's on purpose. I remember like... It's funny. I mean, you can say that. You can stick to it. I remember liking four a lot. But I, I, I don't remember why. Four was good. I liked four a lot, too. I also partial to season sixes in general, so I, I'm okay with this. Okay. I'm just gonna go with six. Okay. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Zoe either, but or the captain. He's a little too over the top and broad for me, but whatever. Which is funny, because Barney's Daffy Duck, but you know, uh-huh. yeah, I'll still go with six. Okay, okay. Yeah. What about you? 
shoots Magoots, man. Uh, for I mean, for best season, yep. it's tough. I would say that like season five is where they really not peaked, but like when they hit their stride super hard. Like if you were to think like what's the what's the golden age of How I Met Your Mother, you're probably thinking like four and five. Okay. You know, so you would say like the best is right there. Okay. And and my favorite, I kind of do lean towards like you were saying four is really good. Yeah. I like what they were doing. I like the five stuff. It's tough. I would say though my favorite is season two. Okay. Why? Hard to say. Hard to say. I think I just really liked... Season one is kind of a straight sitcom. Okay. And they're, you know, they're delivered on the premise. And in two, I feel like that's when they started to show the heart. And they started to show how much it mattered. Like, that's when Lily split on Marshall. And he's super sad. Yeah. You know, and like, we started to see... And that's when, you know, Ted and Robin actually got together and were dating and stuff. And it was like, I do feel like two is some of the most enjoyable stuff. Okay. But you are losing a lot of the nuance of knowing the characters for a long time. So like, I'm kind of switching between like six and two. Six for all the best character stuff I feel like was in six. Okay. But I really like two, so I... I'm going to say six. I'm going to say six is my favorite. Okay. Even though it's all the Zoe stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not crazy about it either. Yeah. I was like, I got to say that's my favorite stuff that was right there. Okay. And the best is, is right in there too. The best is probably five and six. Like yeah. the stuff I was talking about, that transition and that switch between the first half of the show to the second half. And I feel like five was prime. How I Met Your Mother. Didn't you just say two? I'm uh, forget about two. <laughs> I'm cutting it loose. All right, fine. Actually, no. Come on, hold on. <laughs> I can't decide. There's so much good stuff. Oh no! Everywhere, and I, and I feel like I was—I've been spending you know an hour talking about how the last season is the most important one. Okay, yeah. You know, true. Hard answer. Six is my favorite. Okay. Five was the best. All right, then. Special note to season two and season nine. <laughs> okay, all right. They get little asterisks. Yeah, how, how's that for a definitive answer? Yeah, it's, a, it's beautiful, fu- beautifully fuzzy. Ah, so, so that's how I love it. Good night. Wait, what? <laughs> Good job. Well, I mean, s- season six must have been doing something right, if that's what we're talking about. You know, we're both talking about so. season six. I think so, yeah. And seven, and eight. All right, you're just going to start saying four, all three. Now I'm just listing all of them. You're just listing numbers now. No, I'll stick with it, I'll stick with it. Six had some of the best stuff, but I think five or two were probably my favorite. All right. Okay. Is there anything else? I, mean, I have no idea how long we've been talking, so if this is a long one, you're welcome, animals. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's fresh in my head. I got really excited. I want to talk about it for a while. Yeah. I feel like I, I said everything I wanted to say. Right. The acting is fantastic. I don't know if I gave enough love to these actors just killing it in these roles. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Cool. Good. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up here? Ah. Uh. No. I feel like we covered everything. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like I've said everything for now. Just leaving everything on the mic, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, animals, it's been fun. Uh, we'll see you again soon. All right. You know, uh, Dr. Bones has some stuff he wants to tell you. Yeah, if you want to hit us with questions or topics or anything you want to say to us, Bones Bros, it's storyshamans.tv. Bones, plural, bros, plural, at storyshamans.tv. Uh, yeah, hit us up. Uh, go check out the website, storyshamans.tv. You can take a look at the seven seasons and the structure that we typically talk about when we're talking about TV shows and creating them or writing them. It's, uh, it's a fairly elaborate but eloquently simple system, so feel free to check that out. It's all free. Just watch the videos or read the blog. Feel free to familiarize yourself. We'll see you next time, animals. In the Bones Cave. Professor Bones took a nap. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. In the Bones Game! Bones Game! Bones Game!